What up? It's episode 85 of the Rollin' Ramblin' Podcast with Steve Bertrand. The last episode of the podcast, I was all over the place. I couldn't figure it out. I just kept rambling and then I didn't stop and re-record and do all that stuff. And I think it was good because it didn't... It proved that I wasn't perfect. It proved that I wasn't always ready to talk about stuff. Now, there are times that I have erased and re-recorded and put my thoughts together more succinctly. More or less, if I if I do something sort of that bugs me or, or a sound that I think would bug other people, like I try not to sniffle or do anything odd or weird or make a really sort of kind of gross noise that triggers a lot of people because it would trigger me. So it's basically what I don't want to have people hear. I mean, obviously, if I'm drinking tea, I'm kind of being a little bit obnoxious, but I like to have my tea, and it calms me down, and I get a chance to think. Now, here's something interesting that I thought about. I'm getting excited because this is episode 85 of the Rolling Ramblin' podcast. And 89 has already been reserved for my friend Mike because he was here for episode 45 and episode 67. And now he says he has to be there for episode 89, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Just a nerdy thing that he decided on the last podcast episode that he was on, that, that, that episode 67. But at, with 85 episodes, I'm starting to hit a wall a little bit with content. And I haven't been on social media as much, so lining up guests has been harder. Because I haven't tried. In last episode, I referenced my friend Joe Gerard, who's been on the podcast before. And I think it was he did a 90-day challenge, and at day 66, he kind of hit a wall and didn't want to do it anymore. And he pushed through. And I've hit a wall a little bit. Not that I want to stop doing podcast episodes. It's just hard always to find something interesting to talk about. So... I think I found something that makes sense for everybody. I love cars. I love racing. I love all of that stuff. I love drag racing. I love roundy run racing. I love hot rods. I like burnouts. I like all that stuff. And I'm sitting here watching Street Outlaws. And Street Outlaws is on Discovery Channel here in Canada. And, you know, you can get it in the States as well. Here on the Motor Trend app or, or wherever. I'm not quite sure where it is down in the States. You'd have to check yourself or your country or wherever. Anyway, it is a bunch of people with full drag race cars that are racing on a street. And it started out like 17 years ago and they were just sort of illegally doing it. Because it's a, it's a non-street legal car, drag racing and racing illegally on the street. Now racing on the street is illegal anyway. And then doing it with a non-street legal car is even more crazy illegal. So, the fact that this show has gone on for as long as I can. Now there's like camera crews and medical staff. And I'm sure they have other permits to do different things because they need insurance to be able to go as fast as they go. But these cars are going, you know, 0 to 60 and under, probably under a second and a half. Like, a lot of them are doing zero. I have a friend locally that has a pretty quick car that runs 10 seconds in the quarter mile. 
and I think his six zero to sixty time, he said at one point it was one point six. In racing, we talk about we talk about sixty feet rather than zero to sixty miles an hour, and in Canada, it's zero to one hundred kilometers because that's pretty close. It's technically like so. We talk about that a lot, but zero to sixty mile an hour is one point six for him because I think by the time he's ended the sixty foot, he's he's around. He's around 60 mile an hour. I don't know how he figured it out, whether he had a timer in his car that was all set up to engine RPM or how he figured it out, but that's what he said, and I believe him because that car was hella fast. He's It was always sort of street legal, but he, he's turned some stuff back because he wanted it to be more street legal and just drive it around. He's kind of done with racing. I talked to somebody else that's actually done with drag racing. I don't drag race as much as I'd like to because of our tiny little track here. Actually got sold. Western Speedway got sold, so we only got a couple more years of racing. Uh, the pandemic has put a hold on that stuff. I've always had a street legal car just because I think they're cooler, but also as someone with a disability, trying to trailer something back and forth to the racetrack and then need a crew to pull it out and do all that kind of stuff be very, very difficult for me. But the other thing is, what people don't understand about the car culture is there are cars out there like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and all those supercars that people think are crazy, crazy fast. Like the fastest supercar, other than the electric stuff, I think the 0 to 60 time on most Ferraris is about 3 seconds, 3.5 seconds, sometimes 3.2. Most of these drag race cars go 0 to 150 plus in under 5 seconds. So their 0 to 60 time is like 119, 120, those types of things. I mean, my jalopy of a small block Chev, I think it's best 0 to 60 or, or 60 foot time is a 2 was like a 218 or something and it actually does 0 to 60 in 68 6.87 which is pretty fast for that big heavy car and it's old it's got nothing to it the thing is I've built a new motor for it and want to put it together and have that be a ton faster and then I can quarter mile race and hopefully get into the 12 second range right now if I raced it I honestly would be sort of high 15 seconds I think which was just not even worth going over to Mission BC on the mainland and running at the quarter mile. But it was interesting. When I'm watching this and I'm talking about drag racing and I'm talking about subcultures around different things, I, I, I noticed that, that people, people don't understand racing. There's a good show on Netflix called Fastest Car where they... they they lay out four cars, and one of them is a supercar, so they want to put everybody's car up against supercars. There's two seasons, and then after that, everybody that makes it through races at the end. But it sort of gives everybody a glimpse into how you can build your own car or build a project car, and you can race against a supercar and win in a straight-line drag race. When I was looking at all this stuff, and thinking about Gary Vaynerchuk talking about if you... If you if you talk about what you're passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life and all that stuff, right? So people are like, well, you like cars. So why don't you work at a car dealership? You can be a car salesman. You know, and or you can go and 
and he'll do social media for a mechanic shop or something, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I don't care about working on someone's Toyota. I don't care about working on someone's work van. I don't want that. I like racing. I like drag racing. I like rounding around racing, but I like drag racing more than anything. And yes, I could get better at filming content and editing videos and things. But I just don't have the ability locally to be able to get enough content to really make it work for me and for what I want to do and have the machine going and, and actually generate income and revenue and all that stuff. But regardless of that, when I was talking about the subculture of, of racing, I started thinking about all the other cultures, all the other like sub, I don't know, if, I guess subculture is the right word, or just the, just the, the community of other things that people don't really get. Online gamers, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Dungeons and Dragons, the martial arts community, all those things. There's lots of people within those niches of, of, of life that do something that people don't understand. Like the day a drag racer worries about fuel efficiency is... I don't even know how to describe it because it would just never happen. It's it's a horsepower thing. It's getting down the racetrack. It's doing burnouts. It's doing that whole thing. And you know, if someone does Dungeons and Dragons or collects comic books or or you know plays magic cards. Some people don't understand that stuff, but I have a deeper respect for it as a drag racing fan because there's. Drag racing and a hot rod car fan. Because I like the classic cars as well, just cruising around. But I, I like the car community. I like all of it. And and I get it. Because I don't understand the thing that they're doing. I don't like it the same way they do. But I get... There's an ambulance outside my house. But I get why people like what they like. And not everyone needs to understand it because... I will push my own mother down to the ground to get to drag race. Like, I'll, I just will. I'll, I'll knock old ladies over like George Costanza from Seinfeld to get to drag race. To get to at least watch drag racing or be around and smell the nitro, the engines revving up, the, the tires smoking, all the things. And... When people like magic cards and they like D&D and they like gaming and they just want to come home and they want to do that. Some people just want to be content creators. Like Mr. Beast just wants to make YouTube videos. He's just always thinking about YouTube videos. That's his passion. He loves doing that stuff. Some people like doing creative things. Some people like knitting. Whatever it is, I know I no longer judge people for whatever their, their quote-unquote weird little small niche is because I like cars and i love drag racing more than all of it i think that's and i like nascar and i like all those things as well but but i like that stuff and i i, I get it and other people don't get it and i've had arguments about fuel efficiency and and environment and all that stuff and it's important to think about that stuff i'm not getting into that conversation today 
but think about it yourself. What's something that a loved one does that you don't get? You don't understand why they waste their time. You don't understand why they would do something like that because you just can't get behind it. Sit down and ask them some questions. I remember one time with my ex. My mom never really understands why I play video games. I still play PlayStation 3 all the time. I haven't got a PlayStation 5 because I am not a millionaire, but I still play a lot of games on my PlayStation 5. And she just thought it was stupid because her generation never grew up with video games. My generation grew up with video games. I mean, it started with Nintendo and Sega and Super Nintendo and all that stuff. So it makes sense that we're going to be console gamers at our age, right? Even, even you know, 5, 10, 15 years, younger, 15 years older than me would be, you know, it just even Atari people that game video games, right? We just, it's different. It's a different thing. And my ex was talking to my mom. And, and she said that your mom finally understood a little bit about how normal it was for people of our age to play video games when I played NBA 2K17 with you when you had staff infection. Because when I was having staff infection, my foot was up. She played basketball with me and figured it out and all that kind of stuff. Because I like that. I, I, I've always been a basketball fan. I played basketball before. I understand the game from a concept. And it just it actually, because the game is so realistic now, you need to know some of that stuff. But it's... So some people just don't get what people are into, and they think it's a dumb waste of time. And I, I hope this happens less and less for parents, but I think there's a lot of times that people, parents, I've heard that they see a, their kid doing something and they think it's a complete waste of time, like skateboarding or playing video games or doing art or reading comic books or something like that. And it's not. It's just not. Especially when I can relate it to the car community. Because the car community, for the most part, especially racing, at least drag racing, everyone helps everybody out. If you break a, a piece or a part, even if you're going to race the guy or the, the girl or whatever, even if you're going to race that person, you may take a, a spare part that you were saving for your car in case yours broke, give it to that person so they can get to the line and they can race you. It's a super interesting... way to look at humanity and the little segments and the, the little clicks that we get into and again racing is not so small neither is Dungeons and Dragons and, and comic books and all those things right? and we look at Comic Con and cosplay and all that stuff like, it's that's the best way I can explain it to my other my friends that don't understand drag racing is it's exactly the same as that stuff which means the people in it love it, get it, talk about it all the time. Never get tired of it. And that's me with racing cars. Watching racing. Doing drag racing. Driving my car around from when I was 17 that I still have. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about today's content, but I got very, very deep into cars and my own passions. But hey. Guess what? It's my podcast. And I'll talk about what I want. So episode 85 of the Rolling Ramblin' Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.